Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Okay, now am I good? Now can you hear me? Hey! It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? Amen. I should sing that song, you know? Be like, put in Mr. Rogers, Mr. Mays, his neighborhood. I get a sweater and put it on. Never mind. You can tell I, I hate the sunshine, right? <laughs> I grew up in this, so like, this isn't really that, that hot for me. Like, it does get hot. Um, it don't. When I first moved up here, it didn't quite affect me like it does now, but it was like, oh, it's just sunshine. You, I won't melt, and if I do, it wouldn't hurt me. <laughs> like, because I could melt a little bit, but anyway, I was just thinking, we better pray before I get myself in trouble. Father, thank you. Thank you for your, your goodness. Thank you for your sunshine, and just let your sun shine in our lives and in our hearts, and and into every place that maybe there's some darkness and there's some hurt and there's some pain, Father. I just ask that you just reach down your your light and your love and your peace and your goodness and just heal it and heal heal people. There There's sick people I know out there. Father, I just ask right now in the name of Jesus that you heal them and that you make a way for them. And um, you already made a way, and his name's Jesus, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, speak through me. Amen. I was praying for someone this morning, and um, <clears throat> I grew up, and I remember hearing the old-timers, they'd be praying, Lord, make a way for so-and-so, and make a way for them. And I was in there, and so I was like praying this morning for someone, and, and Jesus had already made a way. His name's Jesus. Oh, he's, he's like, point him to the way. Show him the way. He said, I am the way, the life, and the truth. So he said, pray that the way shows up. Right? And I was like, okay, because I think I'm getting in the way. Right? And so that's a lot of times, like, we get, get in the way thinking that we're doing something that, that, you know, and a lot of it comes from tradition. Right? A lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff we do comes from, like, well, they've done it here, and they've always done it, and, and so by golly, that's how it's supposed to be. And sometimes it's not like that. Hear what I'm talking about? And so um, I was um, doing a horse clinic yesterday, just a small one, but working with some of the horses. And one of the things you find out is people, we get these paradigms and we get these thought processes in our mind where, well, this is how we do it and this is how we don't do it. And then that, by, by golly, by goodness, this horse is going to do it right now this way, just like I'm telling it. And if it don't, I'm going to just make it. I was like, you're not going to make a, a 11, 1,200-pound horse do anything. You know what I'm talking about? And so it's like an old mindset. You think you've got the horse, and you think you're going, making that horse do something. That horse is just saying, I just can't wait till you leave me alone, right? And so, like, you haven't created a relationship with the horse. You haven't created a bond with that horse where you can connect with that horse and you can grow. And, and but, but what you have done is you've made a horse where he's like, I don't trust you. I know you're demanding. I know when I do something wrong, you just demand me to do something again. And when I mess up, I, when I do good, I get beat. When I do bad, 
or you know it just doesn't work and so anyway, I was just thinking about how that works in our lives too and so so much of the time I think we get into these places where we're, um, we're so focused on what we're doing. And so one of the things I notice is, like, I've learned, I learned a lot from training horses. And I'm sorry, I know I talk about that a lot, but that's, that's my life, and that's the best way for me to explain this to you, right? But, um, like, moving their feet, like, like doing a clinic really helps me clarify because, like, I'll do a lot of things, and as I'm doing it, it's just natural to me. Like, they're like, well, how do I do this? I was like, oh, you just walk over, pick the pick the lead up and stuff and look there, and they'll move just like that. And then I'll walk off, and then I'll turn around, and they're like, and it's not like working for them, right? And then I'm like, wait a second. I need to slow down. I was like, I showed you how to do it. Yeah, you can do it, but I can't. And so I had to slow down a little bit and say, you know something? Let me show you how I did it. Let me show you how it works. And the moment that I started slowing down, and I started to have to think about it, because a, a lot of times we do that in our lives, right? We'll go through things, and like, we, we know how the Holy Spirit showed us some things. And he's like, this is how you approach the situation, and we'll approach it like that, and then someone calls us, hey, how do I get out of it? Well, you just do this, this, and this, and then we're like, done. And they're like, trying it, and they're like, they just can't find a way to do it. And sometimes we just need to take the time and say, you know something, I'm with you, and I'm for you, and I'm walking with you, and I'm walking for you, and I'm going to help you get through these times and these situations and this stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? And so, so much of the time in, in our lives we get in a hurry, or, or we think those things that we've been through, those things that have hurt us, and those things that have been so bad in our lives disqualify us from ever doing anything from God or ever helping anybody else. And that's the very thing that has given you authority and a reach to reach in and help other people's lives. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And so we, we disqualify ourselves so quickly that we don't even know what we're doing. And so well, I, I woke up this morning, too. Thank God he talks to me on Sunday morning, so I don't have nothing to talk about. <laughs> right? And so I got hit, like, right with, the, with this quote. Right when I got up, and it was, Stop preparing for things to fail and prepare for it all to work out. You know what I'm talking about? So many people and so many things in our life are going around just expecting things to just fall apart. Well, it's never going to get better, and this don't happen, and that don't happen, and, and everybody's preparing for the worst, and it's like we're just going, driving. You know something? One thing I learned, whether I'm driving my car or riding a horse, wherever I'm looking, that's where I'm going. You know what I'm talking about? So, like, I'm getting my, my car. I was talking to a guy who's actually a photographer at the clinic. Someone had brought him up there to take some pictures, and we were sitting there, and he rides a bike. Um, not, a, like, a pedal bike, but, like, you know, a hog, you know? Like, if I'd have said that 100 years ago, they'd have looked at me, hey, I'm going to go to the shed and grab my hog and ride down to get something to eat. They're like, maybe you should eat your hog. You know what I'm talking about? Right, so anyway, he's sitting there, he rides a, he rides a, rides a hog, he's got a Harley, man, and he's talking, he's like, 
he, he's like, so how are you doing this and how are you doing that? He goes, it looks to me a lot like how we ride our back is exactly like that. I was like, when you're riding your Harley, right, you're not looking at your handlebars going down the road. You're also not looking behind you, right? right? Do you know why? Because you're, you're giving authority now to that bike to go wherever it wants to go. Because you ceded your leadership and you ceded your right to take that where, where you want to drive that to. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? And so, um, I like saying that. I say that a lot, don't I? <laughs> Is that a right? Right? Because like, I think, amen, everybody's like, amen, amen. Yeah. Just trying to keep you guys engaged. So, so I can make up something like, like quell, quell. Is that right? Quell, quell. We're going to sit down. Anyway, I'm sorry. I promise. I just missed you guys last week, so I'm all excited to see you, right? So, anyway, um, <laughs> man, this is too much fun, right? So, anyway, um, so I was telling you, I was like, yeah, and I was like, when you turn, as you turn that bike, right, you're looking where you're going as you get up, and he's like, yeah, he goes, how you lean and where you go on that bike means a lot, and he goes, it looks like that's the same way with horses. I said, it's exactly right. When you're riding a horse, you, you, you look and you go where you want, and it, it positions your body where you can get over there and go, right? So that's what happens with us. And, and as a church, we can look up and we can say, hey, I'm not going to follow the handlebars. I'm not even going to follow people who are following the handlebars, but I'm going to look up and see where Jesus is pointing me, and I'm going to go there, and I'm going to follow him. And we can do that as a church, and we can do that in our lives, and we can do that as a family. And when we start doing that, then we're going to see God open doors and open open windows and whatever we need open, right? He'll just blow a hole through the wall, right? But we will get through, and we will go where God's called us to go. So, like, I want to challenge you guys in your lives. Don't prepare to fail. Prepare to succeed. I'm also telling you not to not prepare, <laughs> right? Be prepared for anything, but put your focus on on the good and what God wants to do. You know what I'm talking about? I do that starting colts, right? Now, I, I get those colts moving. I get their neck first, right? Because I can't do anything without their neck. I get their feet and their neck. It's all connected, but if I get on that colt and he blows up, I want to make sure that I got a neck that I can bend around and stop bucking. Or I can at least control enough that I can ride him through it, right? And so, um, same with life. We can do that too. Is um, We can be prepared, right, for the worst case situation and hope for the best and look to the best, right? So I just want to encourage you. That's free. Whew, man, I got to breathe for a second. Like, I get excited in this mask, and it's like, it just sucks all the air out, and I'm just like, oh! I was praying, and um, just working on what, what I wanted to, what, what the Lord wanted to say, and he had put something in my heart yesterday morning, when actually I was driving to the clinic, and uh, I was thinking about how everything works, how our thoughts work, and how what we do works, because like when I'm working with the horses, I always talk about, I learned from a guy, um, he, he's actually a motivational speaker, but he talks a lot about um, one of his series is upside down, inside out, and I kind of kidnapped that for horses, and in a way, <laughs> but really he kidnapped it from God, 
And and so so um, I saw, I've been applying that to the horses, and it really works good. And so I was driving and thinking and and um, preparing. All we always have this stuff coming hitting our minds, right? You know, it hits our minds first. And so we have a choice. We can either what God says, or we can live live by our emotions. Now, horses react in a couple different ways. They either re respond or they react. Their first thing is to react. When they react, they have two reactions. Is, I'm going to fight you, and they're tougher than Rocky. Right? Or, or Apollo Creed, or, or Muhammad Ali, or, you know, Mike Tyson. Right? They're, they're more like him. They'll, they'll bite your ear off if they can when they get in that mode. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? So, anyway, so they can fight, or they can run. Right? One thing I noticed about horses is sometimes they're running when they're standing there. Right? Because like they're, they're antsy and they're anxious and they're like, that's a flight response. Do you hear what I'm talking about? That's like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm looking around and I'm ready to run. Sometimes they're getting ready to fight too, but most of the time it's a flight response. And so that anxiety and that worry and that always looking around for something bad to happen is, is a response is a reaction. It's not a response. And I think so much of the time in our own lives, we go around reacting and looking for things to go bad when God's like, hey, I've got you. Think, bad things are gonna happen, but it's, it's gonna get better. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And so, so we can look up and say, you know, a lot of times I'll put the horse, like they'll be afraid of a tarp, and the very thing that I'm gonna put to that horse is the very thing it's afraid of. You know what, you wanna be afraid of this? Watch this. And then I'll take it, but I'll take it in little bits, get it used to it, and then I'll increase it, right? So I'm not trying to make that horse comfortable. I'm trying to get that horse to grow. And as it grows, I'm going to do it in a way where it gets comfortable with it. And then always stretching, always growing, always moving. But we can get in this anxiety-ridden state where, where we're just so focused on everything going around us and looking for the bad guy and looking for the boogie guy it boogeyman and if you look long enough you're going to find them you know what i'm talking about when i was a little kid we used to have to take out the trash and as i was taking the trash out um <laughs> i'd put it off man right anybody i you know i say a little kid i still put it off <laughs> right still don't like it but anyway but especially when i was a little kid dad's like hey take out the trash Take out the trash. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. Well, it'd be dark, right? And so the trash can was like down the road, right? And now it was dark, right? And there's rattlesnakes and there, there's coyotes, right? And there's bad man out there. I know there's this boogeyman, right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome, right? And so there's all these things out there. And so I'm sitting there thinking, thinking, I'm going to get eat up. I'm going to get eat up. And so, like, I'd be dragging it down there. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. i get the get get the trash in the trash barrel, and then I'd look up, and I'd see three boogeymen. <laughs> right? And I would sprint all the way back to the house, right? But there was no boogeyman there. But I saw him. Like, I could tell my dad, Dad, there's a boogeyman out there. He's like, James, there's nothing out there but coyotes and rattlesnakes. You don't have to worry about anything. I mean, what kind of answer is that, you know? Right? 
But anyway, but sometimes we look for for that thing, and then we look so long that we find what we're not wanting. You hear what I'm talking about? And so we're driving towards that. And so I'm gonna drive towards peace, and I'm gonna drive towards hope, and I'm gonna drive towards love, and I'm gonna drive towards Jesus. And I wanna not react in fear, but I wanna respond in God's love. Does that make sense? And so instead of reacting, every time a thought or a negative feeling comes in, I get to, I get to choose. Right? Matthew 6, it says this both in verse, um, I'll get there, hold on. It says both in 25 and in 34. When you go to the King James Version, it says, I'll read it here. And like I've preached on this like four weeks in a row when I was, when we were, you know, quarantined or whatever when I was doing it via the internet like we're still doing it hi everybody out there right then it says this in um matthew 6 25 therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes then he says look at the birds of, of the air they not sow or reap yeah, your heavenly Father doesn't feed them or take care of them and they die just out of the blue, just fall out of the sky, right? No. It says, it says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So now, the point I, I was saying is anytime I see therefore in the Bible, I always ask, what is it there because there's something that's really important that's going to be said. Now, if you, it says in this, in, in I'm reading from the nearly inspired version for the New International Version. And, um, but it says this, therefore, I, I tell you, do not worry about your life. But if you're reading the King James set, uh, Version, it says, take no thought about your life. Now, to me, that jumps out at me because what he's saying is he's like, you're going to get a lot of thoughts come to your mind, right? Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, I've had that going up with horses, and I'll look at a horse, and I'll be like, oh, man, I know this is going to be bad. And you know what? When I think that, I put myself in a position that, that brings that out, right? And so then I change my, my focus, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it one step at a time. I'm just going to get one foot at a time. I'm just going to go one little bit at a time. And as I do this, then I've changed the focus. Then I've also changed how I'm responding on the inside because I'm like, well, I may not be able to get here, but I can get to do this. And then when I can do this, then I go, well, I'll do this. And then I got this. And then you know what? Pretty soon that horse is like, hey, we can, I can do this too. I, I didn't think I could do this, but now I know I can do this. And they've built, we've built a relationship and built a confidence. And now we're just moving step by step by step by step. And pretty soon we're where I could, didn't think I thought I could be. Right? What did I do? I neutralized that thought. And I said, you know what? I can't do nothing about way down there. I can't even do anything about tomorrow. All I can do is today. Right? And so I can put my trust in God 
today and know that God's going to get me through and God's going to make a way and I'm going to take it step by step by step. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Do you know what God's saying? He's like, just walk with me. Just step with me. Just go with me and you'll find that I'm worthy to walk with because he's that good. And that's a relationship. You know, if someone says, hey, I want you to go for a walk with me, they usually like you. You know? Unless, like, if they're walking, like, come for a walk with me, and they're like, and you're just, like, way back there, or they're like, stay over there. You know, now we're getting that more often because they're like, social distancing, stay over there. But God's a horrible social distancer, right? But we walk with God and we have that relationship with God one of the things I'll do is I'll slow to, to get people connected with their horse and I'll say hey let's do this with their horse and so I'll have them driving their horse around in a circle kind of right right in a I call it it's kind of a sweet spot and um, between their um, shoulder and their hip and, and I'm like okay now this is what I want you to do I want you to step in cadence with that horse and their horse will be all frazzled and pretty soon They'll just start stepping with that horse. And then I see a change in the people. And when the change in the people comes, you know what happens to that horse? That horse, it's like, oh, and he just melts, right? And as he melts, they can be able to get what they need with and, and go where they need to go with him, right? And so it's incredible to see how, how God works with it. But a lot of the times, the things that's going on around us, we can fix by just keeping our peace in Jesus and saying, hey, I'm going to focus on you and then watch the circumstances kind of line up. Does that make sense? So it's about our thoughts. Now, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from making a nest. Do you guys hear what I'm talking about? So, so we can't do anything about about the thoughts that are coming in, but we don't have to eat it, right? And so we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body, right? So we have a mind, we have a heart, and then we have actions on top of that. It might be a little hot out here, huh? What's that? Are you guys good? I'm good. Yeah, they're... They're Kansas folks. They're like, this ain't hot, man. This ain't hot. Okay, excuse me. Okay. So now, here, here's where I want to go next to, to talk about that. So, tradition without obedience is, is condemned by God, right? And and here we're, we're seeing the Pharisees. And, and it it says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 1, Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Oh my goodness. These are like, like the police, you know. Oh my goodness, you didn't wash your hands. You didn't do a tradition. And they didn't know why they were doing it. They just knew they were doing it. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And um, it's funny, I was working with the Mustang yesterday, and 
and she would go through the motions, but she was really nasty about it. Like she would do it because I was asking her to do it, but like she was talking, you know, just nasty to me. And I was like, you know what? I don't like being talked to that way. So I just sent her up, moved her forward. And I was like, okay, there you go. And then all of a sudden she freed up and they're like, now why'd you do that? She was doing what you wanted. And I was like, she was doing what I asked, but she wasn't doing it on the inside. She was doing it just out of obligation, not out of obedience. Do you hear what I'm talking about? And not out of relationship. When, when, when we have a trusting relationship with God, then we can trust him when he says, step here. Then we're like, yes, I obey you. I'll go here because it's not an obedience out of fear of getting in trouble. Because like if you're in that, that frame of mind and in that mode, you're never going to do what God's called you to do because you're all, uh, as well because you're always afraid you're going to get in trouble if you make a mistake. But when you do it out of relationship and when you make those steps and you do it, hey, I trust you and I want to do it. And so I'm doing it from the inside. I'm not doing it just because you told me to do it. I understand what you're actually asking of me. It's a relationship. You guys understand? And so, God, this is where, where the Pharisees were. They were like, they had all these rules and all these regulations and all these loopholes, but they were so far from God because they didn't understand that God wasn't about all these rules and regulations. He was about them and about their heart. He died for them. He's like, you are God's highest form of creation on this planet, and I'm going to send my son to die for you to prove it. And he did. And so instead of, instead of looking at someone and they're like, you didn't wash your hands. Oh, my God, you're going to hell. You know, you're going to miss a rapture. You're going to whatever. Right. Say, hey, why, were, why are we washing our hands like this? Is there a reason? Is this what God said or is this a man-made tradition? Is here what I'm talking about? And so, because like tradition, I like tradition. Tradition's not bad. There's some traditions that are good, right? But if you put tradition over the heart, then you put that tradition in the place of God. Does that make sense? And so what I do, instead of like, I like to honor tradition. I like, I love tradition, but I don't want to be caught in tradition. I want to be caught in life because it can suck the life right out of you. It makes it legalistic and then you can't move and 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 flow and that's what Jesus did man he broke all their tradition right and they're like oh I they're just like I can't handle this right this is too much I, you know and so so like, like this is not how I thought it was supposed to be and you know what God does that to me all the time I tell him this is how you're supposed to do it and he's like no I got a better way I'm like I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm going to trust you on that. But you know what? He does. And so we don't have to get caught up in tradition, but we can get caught up in the heart of God and say, you know what? I trust you. There's this old song, and it was like, trust and obey, trust and obey. I was like, well, why? I didn't get it. Now I get it. Why is trust come before obey? Right? Obedience is better than sacrifice, but trust comes before obedience. If I don't trust you, I ain't doing nothing, you say. Hear what I'm saying? 
Okay, I'll move on. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to get like part of what I wanted to get across today down. Are you guys melting yet? You're like, I wish he'd shut up so we could leave early. Do you ever be in class and you're like, I wish he'd shut up. I'm just so uncomfortable. Or maybe you have somewhere to go. Ever been in school? Have somewhere to go and you're just like watching that clock going tick, tick, tick. And it slows down the closer you get to the bell, right? So to make it easier on you, I'm just going to go an extra hour. And then maybe it'll speed up. Then I'll shut it, cut it short. So Jesus replied, and why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses his father and mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father and mother, whatever help you might otherwise have received from me is a gift devoted to God, he is not to honor his father with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. See, what's happening is like they're supposed to honor their father and mother, but they made rules that they could not have to honor their father and do something else. And then they're getting mad at people because they didn't wash their hands. Right? And God's like, the very thing that you're accusing them of is what you're doing. Right? And that's the problem when we get into tradition, we get into legalism, is we're looking at everybody else. Are you doing this? Are you doing this? That's why Jesus said, take, take the, the thing out of your, the big pull out of your eye before you take the toothpick out of someone else's. Right? Because we all miss it somewhere. We're all learning. We've all made mistakes. And that's okay because we're learning through it. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not telling you to go out and rob banks. And if you did rob a bank, we'll talk about that afterwards. Come see me. Right? <laughs> what I am telling you, right? It, it, is that we're all going to make mistakes. And when we do, we get up and keep going instead of focusing and looking, well, look at what that person did or look what that person did or look at this or look at that. And pretty soon, we're so focused on everyone else, we can't figure out that, that we have bigger problems than they do. And that's what religion does. It focuses on them. And then when you do start looking at yourself, you start condemning yourself and saying, I'm so rotten, I'm so bad, I'm never going to get or be good enough for God. And you know what? You're right. Not in yourself. Maybe you're out there and you're thinking, you know something? I, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel like I'm ever going to be clean enough for God. You know what? Not in yourself, you're not. But 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross. And he died for you. And he gave his life. And he said, you know something? Even as dirty as you feel, I've made you white as snow and as clean because of my sacrifice. And even in your worst state, I loved you so much that I died for you. He loves you. Don't give up. You're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. God's got a great plan for you. All you got to do say, I surrender, Jesus. I believe in you come into my heart. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. If you said that, get a hold of us. Let us know. SilverLakeBaptistChurch.org should be right here. If not, it'll be somewhere else. <laughs> okay? So I just want to encourage you guys. 
because I'm going to have to do this in two parts. <laughs> Maybe three. I might have a series. But here, here they're they're being hypocrites and, and they're not they're hypocrites because he said you hypocrites Isaiah you're you hypocrites Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me they worship me in vain their teachings are but rules taught of men and so I I I was just thinking I don't want to be like that. I I want to be in tune with Jesus. I want to be in tune with God. I want to see people and love people instead of looking at people and saying, you're rotten. Yeah, sometimes they are. But so is I, so am I at times. So I want to see God, people through God's grace and see the value in them and that he died for them and he paid the price for them. So that I can respond to them in love and, and in peace and in hope. That's not what I'm talking about. And when we do that, God will just change your life and change everything around you. We were in Montana and God was just so with us. And um, um, we done a little wedding out in the middle of nowhere. There's like 22 miles from the pavement, right? In fact, the only thing we saw out there was... The, um, the day before, they saw a grizzly bear across the road and um, um, two moose. <laughs> and so, I'm like, not at the same time. They might chasing each other, right? But, so we're out in the middle of nowhere, and God, you know what? I was surprised. God's there, too. He's places where we don't even think he is. Right? Maybe we're in a place right now where we don't think God's available to us. But I'm telling you, He is. He loves you and He's for you. You're like, well, I'm saved, but I just don't see God working in my life or He just doesn't feel like He's there. I'm telling you, if He could be in the middle of nowhere in Montana, He can be right here with you. Just asking. I was working with the, um, I was there to, to I'd done the, the service, but they had two horses brought up by a packer and the um so they could take pictures of bride and the groom and so the horses saw the um what do you call the train or or whatever from the dress the wedding dress i don't know what you call it that big long thing so it's white and it's flapping in the air and the horses are like this and they're trying to take pictures and they're like ah uh, uh and it, um this ain't gonna work out too good and so i was like hey um let me see that horse. <laughs> and I, I just asked the horse to, I just worked with the horse a, a few minutes with the step, and then I took him up to the, to the dress and then brought him back, or to the train, and I was like, now fling that at him. <laughs> and the, the girl that was helping was like, do what? <laughs> and I was like, just fling it at him now. She did, and he just stood there. So we set the horse there, and he just took pictures, you know? And so, but God knows those things that you're afraid of and he knows those things you're going through and he'll he'll settle you and he'll calm you and he'll put you in the right place if you'll just trust him amen so anyway um i guess i'm going to close in prayer and um if you need prayer if you're here or if you're out there 
get a hold of us. We want to be here for you. I don't care what kind of situation you're in or what you're looking at. We want to join with you in prayer and, 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 and we'll join our hearts with yours and we'll see God do some great things. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your peace and your goodness. Seal your word in people's hearts and just let them know how great you are. And we thank you for that. Bring them peace and joy and hope. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Don't forget, next Sunday morning, Dwayne Williams will be here. You will not want to miss it. He is not as good looking as I am, but he can sure sing better. So come on out and sing. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.